0: You are listening
1: to Studio 41. Hello and welcome to Quiz Time India. I'm your host and quiz master, Aditya. Here is to another week gone by and the weekend is finally here and I bring to you some quizzing action. In this week's episode, we tried something new. Instead of the usual one guest per episode with whom I trade trivia and quiz with, this week we have two guests. Incidentally, both of them are called Shiva. They are behind a very interesting Instagram quizzing account called Delhi Metro Quiz, where they primarily ask questions related to the name of the stations of Delhi Metro. Yes, you heard that right. Kaha jata hai aisa hai banaya gaya hai. So the hundred odd stations have thousands of stories and trivia hidden behind them. So it is quite an interesting project that these two guys are running. So first up is Shivam Sanoria. He's an undergraduate student in Cluster Innovation Center, University of Delhi. He is the founder of Delhi Metro Quiz and he founded it as a product of a long followed hobby of quizzing. And he wanted to try out something in a very interesting way innovative and appealing way and that is how the account came into place came into life and then Shivam Rai Luthra joined him who is an undergraduate student in Ashoka University and these both guys have been quizzing for a long time and that is how Shivam Rai Luthra joined Shivam Sonoria and together they tried to make the page more fun more entertaining and while at the same time sharing a whole lot of trivia. Something that I would like to do, something that I aim to do with this podcast. Now, before we go and listen to the quiz episode, with the men behind the Delhi Metro quiz, there's a matter of the audience question from the previous episode. Now, last week's question was asked by our guest Dhyanand Prabhu. And the question was...
0: Uh, Gurdaspur is a small district in the state of Punjab. Yes. Right. So the uh, district is in India. But when Mm. Radcliffe, who had come to partition India, Mm. he was unsure on whether to give it to India or Pakistan. Because in the recent survey, so how Radcliffe actually thought of partitioning the different districts was based on the population. Correct. And Gurdaspur had, I think, 51% Muslim majority. Mm. But uh, eventually it did go to India. Right. Mm. It would have been inconsequential if mm. not for what happened in the years passing after independence right mm. so due to what happened later uh, there is a conspiracy by pakistan saying that uh, india had a plan all along and that's why gurudaspur came to india right what is the okay. what was the reason on why was gurudaspur so prominent like why did gurudaspur came into prominence and what is so important in the district and what was the consequence of this district coming to india
1: And the correct answer for that question was that Kurdaspur was the only land link to Kashmir at that time. And thus, Pakistan believed it was unfair for India to get it. And the correct answer was given by Suyash Saxena. And as promised, Suyash's prize is on its way. And if you would like to win yourself a prize, all you have to do is answer this week's audience question. Send in your answer at the rate quiz time India on Instagram. And if you're on Twitter, find us on at the rate podcast studio 41 or on Facebook at studio 41. Yes. On Instagram at the rate quiz time India on Twitter at the rate podcast studio 41 and on Facebook studio 41. Yeah, that is pretty much it. Enough waiting. Let's go to the episode. Coming up next is this week's quiz. Stay tuned to Quiz Time India. Hello, Shivam Luthra. Hello, Shivam Sonoria. Thank you both of you for joining us today. It's a new thing that we are trying out here today. Two guests for the first time. I hope you guys are familiar with the format.
2: Yeah, we are. We have been listening to your Spotify podcast. And what about you, Shyam Sonoria? Are you ready for the quiz?
3: Yes, very much. It's been a pleasure to listen to all of your podcasts. And now finally we are here. What a pleasure.
1: Now, the format of the quiz is quite simple. Normally, usually I have one guest and we just exchange questions one by one. But here we have two of you. So we'll just play around with the format of it. You both have decided to give Shyam Luthra the hot seat of sorts. While Shivam Sonoria will be his final friend. So what we'll be doing is, I'll ask a question. Shivam Lutra will take the first crack at it. And if Lutra can't, then we'll go to Shivam Sonoria. Is that correct, guys? Correct, correct. Fair, I mean, enough. fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And then you guys can take turns asking me questions. And whoever asks me questions can give me hints because I will need hints that much. I can assure you guys.
3: Not at not All right.
1: So let start. करते Kar- start. पहला question. For Shivam Luthra, the origin of this word is said to be derived from Latin. In Latin, it meant poison or snake venom. Some say the Latin word itself originated from a Sanskrit word. What word are we talking about? It's a very straightforward, simple question. Since it was the first question, I thought we'll start out on a slightly easy note. So this word that we use these days is said to have originated from a Latin word. The Latin word used to mean poison or snake venom. And the Latin word is itself said to have been originated from a Sanskrit word, which also kind of means the same thing. Can you tell me which modern day word are we talking about? Shivam Lutra.
2: So uh, should I just take a crack at it? Please go ahead. Tell me how you're thinking and uh, go for so it so it's a word that we're using today and if it's a word that yes. we're using today okay just from the top of my head because you said uh, Latin and um, Sanskrit as well actually more more towards Latin hmm. uh, I'd say virus
1: okay if virus in comes from a Latin origin word which meant poison or snake what would be the sans- Sanskrit origin then
2: something related to uh, wish because wish I think is Poison in Sanskrit, right? Shivam Sonoria, what do you think about that logic?
3: Uh, basically, I was also thinking the same wish, and um, I was just trying to look for a word from wish. And uh, Luthra is given a fine answer, I suppose. Uh, I think that was the most I can reach. I can.
1: He has given the correct answer. It was virus, which is said to have come from the Sanskrit word for poison, which is wish. So, Luthra and Sonoria, Team Delhi Metro Quiz, congratulations, you got your first question right and how. Well done. Thank you. Great. So, now you can return the favor, ask me a question and be gentle. So,
3: (laughs) let's do our bid then.
1: Alright, right, Sonoria it is, right? Sonoria. Yes, please go on.
3: Bafliyaz, a small village located Mm. on the foothills of Pir Panjal Range in Jammu and Kashmir, derives its name Mm. from X which is a historical character who is known to have died okay. there more than two millennia ago. So, that's one place, okay. Bafliya's. The other one, Falia, is a city mm. in Punjab province of Pakistan, which also maintains mm. to have been historically named after X. So, okay. a metro station in Delhi shares its name with mm. a king, under whom okay. X served. So, I just want you to identify who X was.
1: Okay. So, so far the details that we have is, there was a person X who served under a king, a king who was based out of Delhi, I'm imagining.
3: Uh, That's not necessary. That's not necessary.
1: Okay. And then there is, there are two villages or places. One is Bafliya, which is in Pir Panjal, which is in Chained Right. And there is one place called Falia, which is in Punjab. Pakistan. Punjab, Pakistan. Which is in Pakistan's pa- Punjab, Pakistan. And they both have been named after X. Right. And uh, you gave me a timeline also. Uh, when was the timeline? More
3: than two millennia. Two thousand years. More than two millennia. ago.
1: Okay. So, I'm imagining it to be somewhere during the Maurya Empire. So is it a chandragupta maurya somewhere there or ashoka somewhere
3: uh, you are am close I on the to right it track? not exactly mauryas but you are close to it aha uh-huh. do you want a hint what
1: could it be i think i will require a hint although i am quite just give me a second let me see the fact that the villages the villages are named after him
3: yes uh, they are named after x
1: i'm trying to see if there is like a common bufflia and falia phle- somewhere some common bit is there which Can get you to the person's name is that a possibility right Uh, is that person famous for anything else Uh,
3: like except for I I think I should give you the hint uh, rather than making it a giveaway but uh, yeah yeah so X literally means
1: ox head in Greek ox head in Greek right Uh, I don't know I'm just thinking Nandi for some reason but not that what else could it be
3: just think on the timeline, think on the timeline. It's uh, okay. Let me, yeah. me uh, give you the giveaway now. Uh, it's not necessarily yeah. a person. It's okay.
1: So something 2000 around years ago. Yeah. Ox's head, ox's head in Greek. It means ox's head. And uh, is it a mythological character? No, no, no. Historical. I'm actually at a loss right now. I'm, I think I'm close, but I have nothing. Yes, to yes, you about. are
3: very close. You are really, very close.
1: I think I'll kick myself once you tell me the answer because I don't seem to be getting it May I? anywhere. And uh, X served under a king, right?
3: X served under a king and uh, there is a metro station not directly but indirectly named after that hmm. king in Delhi. So a metro station shares its name with the king.
1: I think you'll have to tell me the name of the king at least. Okay, that's so that's the last hint. So I think. the
3: metro station is Sikandarpur. Now I think okay. you can crack it. Sikandarpur in Delhi. Sikandar, Sikandar is not uh, really? literally the name of the king, but uh, a huge part oh. of the world calls him Sikandar.
1: So obviously it will be around 320 BC, it's Alexander the Great and Ox Head. So it it? Selecus Nikita was under... I
3: told you it's not necessarily a person.
1: Yeah, what was associated with Alexander. What is it actually? Now, I'm just asking, I'm giving up on this question.
3: Okay, so this is Bucephalus, the world famous horse of Alexander the Great. And Alexander named a city after him.
1: Oh, is it? Yes. Could you repeat that? Uh, is Bucephalus, is it? Bucephalus. Okay. And that is how the two names come in.
3: Right. Alexander named a city after his horse, uh, who died in the Battle of Jhelum. Like the like. Chetak of Maharana Pratap. It's Bucephalus of yes. Alexander the Great.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, I actually didn't know about the horse uh, bit there, and the horse was called Oxheaded. Like that's what it means uh, in, Greek. in Greek. In Greek. Oh wow! today I learned something. You, I didn't. I had no clue about Alexander's horse, but today I knew. I was actually reading about Alexander a few days back, just last week back about how he came to the throne, and apparently he wasn't a pure blood. Like his father had basically married or had a relationship with this Olympias, was his mother's name, who was outside of the pure. Uh, What was the community? I forgot the name. And uh, he feared that the rest of his brothers, just because they were purebred, they will take over the kingdom. And at that time, his father had started a whole idea of, you know, I will go conquer the world. So what this guy did was, apparently they say that he killed his father and he also killed all his siblings so that there is no competition. And then he took his father's idea of conquering the world. And that is what I knew of it, but I never knew about that horse bit.
3: Fair enough. So, now I think you must do your bit and ask us a counter question. Great.
1: Alright. So, Days of Tranquility is a UNESCO initiative. Days of Tranquility. The concept was formulated by a person called Nils Thedin. He was from Sweden and at United Nations at UNESCO he came up with this concept. It was said to be a really ridiculous idea. The idea is, according to Days of Tranquility, a truce or a ceasefire is negotiated between two warring countries for a few days for a very specific reason. The first such occasion was in El Salvador in 1985. Can you tell me what are the Days of Tranquility So, funda simple hai UNESCO ka ek initiative hai Ki kahin pe bhi agar ladai ho rahi hogi, At times they call for Days of Tranquility No matter who is fighting People stop on both sides For few days For a very specific reason Of course there have been cases where uh, UNESCO has asked for Days of Tranquility And some countries might not have agreed to it but mostly, no matter who is fighting, wherever they are fighting, they stop for a few days for a specific particular reason. All right. Ab ab ye, what could be the reason?
2: All right. So, uh, you mentioned Al- El Salvador, 1985, right?
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Somehow, somehow, it's always, you know, just, it's just, you know, sort of getting me to that one very specific bit. Like, that one specific hmm. very specific bit is pointing towards the football war. Okay. So... Tell me more about that war. The football war, it happened actually... It was a war between El Salvador and Honduras, if I am correct. And it happened because uh, some violence in, uh, erupted during a football match or something. Hmm. Yeah. So, going on those, like, uh, I would actually, you know, just take a crack at it again from thin air. Does trays of tranquility actually mean like, so you don't fight for some days and you play some sport, you know, you ceasefire and all?
1: No, no, no. It's nowhere close to the actual uh, logic of it. Uh, Shivam Sonoria, would you like to take a crack at it?
3: Uh, The days of tranquility? So, can you give me some timeline when was this thing started?
1: So, the first occasion was El Salvador in 1985. Okay. Uh, apparently in Lebanon in 1987, I'm not sure who was fighting in Lebanon in 87, but 89 in Afghanistan, when USSR broke up and uh, there was that whole war, even then it was observed. And then a whole lot of times in Africa, Angola, Congo, Ethiopia, Sudan, and Sierra Leone, whenever there have been wars in these countries, days of tranquility has been, initiative has been brought forward and people have stopped fighting.
3: So, nothing of that sort comes to my head uh, right now. Okay,
1: let me, let me give you a hint, both of you. Sure. It is a UNESCO and a WHO initiative.
2: All right, okay. And could you please repeat those countries once
1: again? Uh, so, El Salvador is there, mm-hmm. then Lebanon in 87, Afghanistan in 89, and then Angola, Congo, Ethiopia, Sudan, and Sierra Leone in different times.
2: All right. Let me just ponder about this because you said WHO, right? Yes. Uh, Is it something regarding, you know, providing healthcare to non-actors? That is providing healthcare to citizens in conflict areas?
1: Really, really close. Really, really close.
2: Shivam, could you add something to that scenario?
3: Um, Just trying to add... uh, mm,
2: vaccine vaccination for the civilians can it be
1: is that something which us units? even closer now you're there it's almost there instead of people you have to use a specific word and animals? that's the answer is it no no, no, no not it? animals. What? it's for children An actually okay it's
3: children <laughs> oh great, great,
1: great. yeah oh, that's answer. so so what they do is so in el salvador in 1985 They called for days of tranquility. So over three days, there was no war happening. And 20,000 health workers immunized two and a half lakh children against diseases like polio, measles, tetanus, and whooping cough and everything. So basically, all the countries have realized that we have to take care of the next generation of sorts. It's an understanding. Apparently, I I couldn't find online, but apparently there have been cases where countries have violated uh days of tranquility or just outright rejected like we can't do it right now but usually no matter wherever in the world people just don't fight for those two three days and all the relief organizations just get on ground and make sure that basically kids are immunized and can you tell me why is it in news recently
3: i think due to the covid uh...
1: exactly so UNESCO and who is already predicting that whenever we have the vaccination ready we will need days of tranquility across the world because there are people who are going on left right and center so we will have to plan days of tranquility in the coming years whenever we have the vaccination ready i mean That's really great. great well done both of you you both cracked it it's your turn now ask me a question
2: Alright, so it's my turn now to ask you a question, Althea.
1: Yes. Go Lutra.
2: Alright, so my question is Mm. Carousel is a 1945 Mm. musical by Richard Rogers Mm. and Oscar Hammerstein II. Now, this is a team. Richard? Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein Mm. II. Okay. So, it was Richard Rogers on the the music and Oscar Hammerstein II directing it. It's a musical and it's Mm. called Carousel. Now, the story Mm. of Carousel revolves around the lives of Billy Bigelow and Julie Jordan. Mm -hmm. Billy Bigelow is a carousel crier and that's why the name. And Julie Jordan Mm -hmm. is a mill worker and it basically revolves around their love story and it's really tragic. It's a tragic uh, musical.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Now, in the second act of the play, Mm -hmm. there's a failed robbery attempt. What do the characters perform or depict on screen? And it's a part of the question that, their performance is something related to something that has been happening for the past one year. Okay. It's It's been in focus for the past one year.
1: Okay. So, let me get the facts. The Carousel is a musical, musical play. Correct. And the timeline was 1940s, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And uh, there was uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein, who were the people behind it. Correct. And then there was uh, the man and the lady, Bigelow and... Julie Jordan. Julie Jordan. In the second act, they plan a robbery and the robbery doesn't go right.
2: Yeah, there's a failed robbery in the whole musical. Company, so. Yeah.
1: And how is it connected to something that's been happening for the past year or so?
2: So basically, they perform. there's a sort of a performance after the robbery that depicts hmm. something after the robbery happens. And that's something that has been in focus for the past one year or so.
1: Okay. I'm going to take a crack. Tell me if it's anywhere close. Is it somehow related to Black Lives Matter?
2: Uh, No, not Black Lives Matter. I'll give you a hint. So what the main topic I'm talking about is sports. Is sports? Yeah, it's actually related to sport.
1: Oh, and is it? Again, related to somehow Black Lives Matter in that way. No, no,
2: it it isn't related to okay. Black
1: Lives. Okay, so it's not it's not taking the knee then.
2: No.
1: Okay. Uh, so I'll get out of that. So it's related to sports, something that we've been seeing for a past year now.
2: Yes. I mean, it's been it a focus for the past hmm. year. If you are uh, if you follow hmm. sports, then you might just know about it. <laughs>
1: uh, do you want another? Help? Interesting. Interesting. I'm just uh. Thinking a failed robbery and past year or so in sports, something that has been happening. And when you say in sports, I'm assuming then it transfers to all sports from football to cricket to.
2: No, a specific sport.
1: Oh, to a specific sport. Okay, uh, could you tell me which sport or any other hint that you have?
2: Okay, I'll tell you the sport and I'll also tell you it has actually come more into focus since the past three weeks because something unprecedented unprecedented, has happened and it's from football.
1: Uh huh. okay, so I am, okay, football something, not a video assistant referee, no?
2: Not the VAR. Uh, is
1: it uh, the fake, is it the fake empty, uh, like no audience kind of a thing?
2: No, no. Uh, Would you like me to reveal the answer now?
1: Please go ahead. Let's see what it was.
2: So, when I said for the past one year uh, or so, and also for in focus since the past two weeks, something unprecedented has happened in the past two weeks. Hmm. And in football, I was actually talking about Liverpool FC's famous title victory after 30 years. Hmm. And if you're into football, you might also know this, that yeah. there's a famous song that Liverpool FC supporters perform after every ah, after every win. You'll never walk alone. Yes, you'll never walk alone. Yeah, that's the like, origin story of the whole song. Wow, brilliant.
1: Uh, I would have never guessed it. I would have never gone in that direction. But it's just brilliant. That is where it comes from. You'll never walk alone.
2: Yeah, that's where it comes from. And I actually have a few Liverpool friends back in my university, and even they didn't know about mm-hmm. this. Even they couldn't crack this question.
1: Yeah. I'm a Manchester United fan, so I'll probably edit this out.
2: <laughs> Believe me, if I'm a United fan, I'm a United fan.
1: Alright. So, both the Shivams, my question is a connect question. You have to connect these individuals? Alright. It's a very frivolous question. There's not much really logic to it. Since you have been acing my questions, I want to test you both. What connects Louis and Edwina Mountbatten, John T. Rhodes, Chris Hemsworth, Santi Kazorla? This question actually came from a tweet by a certain Aniket Mishra 299. So what connects Louis and Edwina Mountbatten, John T. Rhodes, Chris Hemsworth, and Santi Kazorla. Louis and Edwina Mountbatten were the Mountbatten's when India got partitioned. John T. Rhodes is the South African cricketer, a Mumbai Indians coach, then Chris Hemsworth is Thor, the actor. Santi Kazorla is the Spanish footballer. What connects them? And these are not the only people in this connect. All right. Are you do you have any guesses right now? Both of you? Yeah. I actually
2: do. Oh, so no. do I. Tell me more.
1: <laughs> both of us do. Can, can you both tell me any other people who could possibly join this gang?
2: Mm, Not uh, Shamsunoria, do you have uh, someone in mind? No, I don't actually
3: have someone in mind but I do have a guess and uh, I don't know how far correct this is but uh, let's see
1: Alright, tell me Uh, What's
3: the answer? So, I suppose the answer is India Uh, Chris Hemsworth has Mm -hmm. uh, a child named India And Louis Mountbatten and and Edwin Mountbatten definitely gave birth to a new India. Uh, We can say that. Can we? Uh.
1: They did give birth to a new India and they named their daughter India also. (laughs) Yeah, I just came to know about it today. I did not know about that myself and it was just a tweet that I saw. And uh, someone in the comments mentioned that their daughter was also India, which kind of makes sense. And I really like how you went with the whole idea of they gave birth to a new India. That's a nice touch. And then, of course, uh, there is John D. Rhodes, who named his uh, daughter India. And then there is, uh, of course, uh, Santi Cazorla, the Spanish footballer, who also named his daughter India. And there are some more people. There is Emma Ferguson, who's a British actress. There is Sarah McLachlan, who's a Canadian singer-songwriter. Eric Bennett, American singer-songwriter-actor. And Marisol Nichols who is an American actress from shows like Riverdale 24 and Criminal Minds. And they all have daughters named India. Yeah, so well done, guys. Well done. Excellent question. Excellent
2: Excellent. question.
3: I think I will go with the next one then.
1: Yeah, please go on.
3: Okay. So... Randolph Dash Reading is an impressionist artwork created by the subject's father. So, there is a guy named Randolph Dash. Dash is obviously his surname. Mm -hmm. So, there is a painting of him reading which is created Mm -hmm. by his father. Okay. So, Randolph who was the only son of the painter was named after his Mm -hmm. grandfather, Lord Randolph Mm -hmm. Dash. Okay. Mm-hmm. William Rees-Mogg, editor of newspaper Time, had once mm-hmm. written about the painter that mm-hmm. he had to suffer the black dog of depression. A profound mm-hmm. historian, an artist, and a writer, the painter mm-hmm. also received a Nobel in Literature in 1953. So, I just want you to mm-hmm. identify who the artist of this painting was.
1: Uh huh. So... so... Mm. artist yeah uh, artist's son and his father are both named Randolph in a way
3: no 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 right? the artist okay. is not at all named Randolph only the son and his, no, his son. father are named father him. yeah
1: yeah. Randolph so Randolph X what was the name again Randolph X
3: uh, Randolph X yeah X is the surname and I cannot give the surname
1: because that yeah, yeah, the yeah. name
3: I've been
1: and uh, a no- Nobel Prize winner right uh mm,
3: 1953 literature Nobel Prize winner.
1: Hmm.
3: A historian, an artist and also a writer. A man of many qualities. But uh, Hmm. these are just his hobbies. It's not something which uh, he's majorly known for.
1: Yeah. Uh, The fact that you mentioned the Times I am imagining it's a it is a British newspaper. So I'm imagining the personality is British. Very much Would that be correct? Uh... Could it be Churchill by any chance? Oh, brilliant. It's Ayy Winston sawas. Spencer
3: Churchill. And the son was... Randolph Churchill. Randolph Churchill.
1: Wow. That was a tukka laga Lagasai. but yeah.
3: The most British person you can name, Winston Churchill. Actually,
1: and there's a reason why I got through the British part of it, is because you mentioned the times. And it just so happens that my next question was also about the times. Which is why I realized, like, Times is British, hence, this person must be British. And 1950s, the only famous Nobel laureate British that I could think of was, of course, Churchill. So, should I go with my next question about the Times? Sure. So, in 1929, Stanley Morrison, who used to work at the Times, created something for the newspaper. Initially, it was one of the few alternatives, but it just so happened that most of the alternatives really weren't up to the mark. And Stanley went on to say, it is not a choice so much as the absence of a choice is why he is picking up the thing that is being picked. Now, because of its familiarity, after all these years, it has become quite common and sort of a default. What did Stanley Morrison of the Times newspaper create.
2: So let me just again uh, go through the question one second. Stanley Morrison worked for Times. Yes. Created an alternative. Is that what you're saying?
1: So he created something which was one of the many alternatives. But the rest of the alternatives were really not up to the mark. And so they didn't have much of a choice. So they just went with Stanley Morrison's creation.
2: Alright, no. let me think about this. Um Stanley Morrison's station and they didn't have any other any choice.
1: None none of the choices were good enough.
2: Nineteen what's the timeline again?
1: Nineteen twenty-nine.
2: Nineteen twenty-nine. Uh, could it be mm-hmm.
1: What line are you guys thinking of? I
2: am I am thinking somewhere on the lines of okay, I'll take a crack at it crack at it now. Yeah. So, could it be page 3? You know, he started including page 3 as the celebrity news and stuff? Uh, no. Alright.
1: Shuram Sanuriya?
2: Okay, so,
3: I am like... Uh, something to fill the pages of newspaper. What I was thinking was... Uh, is it a game?
1: No. It's yes, not a game. So, since then, this thing has become quite common. Especially with computers and technology that it's everywhere it's sort of like a default in certain ways right now at least
2: Um, could you give more hints where is it used as a default Mm. like where technically
1: okay so it's definitely okay uh, let me uh, give you a hint so 1929 Stanley Morrison created this it stayed all the way till 1990s when they changed the shape of the newspaper they made it like a tabloid of sorts from a normal broadsheet and even then they used a different variation of this alright let's see if that gives you anything anywhere close
2: anything anything right
1: we use it at work we use it personally also
3: okay fine I let me make a guess then
1: yeah Sonoria, yeah, go for it
3: is it a calculator by any chance
1: no no
2: could I... Uh, so we use it at work, right? Yeah, we use it
1: for work, yeah. yeah we, use we use it, it for, for work. work. Okay.
2: It's, we don't use it, but
1: we use something of which it is an important part. All okay. right. And okay. yeah, I really can't give you much of it because it just, it's a giveaway. It's actually a giveaway. And the answer is somewhere in the question itself, at least the name of the answer, if I can tell you that.
2: It's somewhere in the question itself? Yeah. Oh. Is it... Uh, Oh, oh wow why didn't this occur to me like is this Times or times new roman the font
1: brilliant yes <laughs> Great. it is times new <laughs> roman
2: didn't this occur to me earlier
1: yeah so apparently stanley morrison made the font and there were other alternatives none of them were good enough so they just went ahead with it and it continued and it clearly grew popular and then computers happened and it ended up in everyone's computers, homes, phones, and everywhere we see Toy Times New Roman is one of the most famous fonts in the world right now, perhaps. So yeah, that was the answer. Well done. Brilliant.
2: Brilliant answer. Uh, Shivam, uh, are you done with your question? So it's my turn now, right? Fair yeah, enough. Love.
1: so we'll ask one last question and then we'll go to the audience question.
2: Alright, so John Dean, that's the name of the guy, Mm -hmm. John Mm Dean. He was an anglo Welsh astronomer, philosopher, mathematician and also famously an advisor to Queen Elizabeth I. Okay. And he is credited with coining the term British Empire among a lot of other things. He was actually a pioneer when it comes to Britain's imperial expansion. Now, interestingly, Mm -hmm. in his correspondence with the Queen with the monarch, he started using a certain something. Now, the certain something, it was a symbol of sorts, you might call it anything. Some people may call it a symbol, some people may call it a group of something else, but it's basically a symbol that he started using in correspondence. And the symbol is widely found in literature and film today. I mean, it's so popular okay. that even if you ask a layman about this, they'll know. You just need to mention about uh, something about the symbol and they'll know what you're talking about.
1: Interesting. His name was James Dean. John Dean. John Dean. John Dean. John Dean used to correspond to the Queen. Yep. And in his correspondence, he started a sign, a symbol of sorts he used, yep. which ended up, which, has, which is quite common now and... Is being used in films and literature both. Correct. Interesting. I'm imagining the fact that it's used in films.
2: Yep, it's extensively used in films. It has been extensively used in films for something like 70 years now. It's appeared so many.
1: No, it can't be subtitles or something. Why would you use subtitles for a letter?
2: Yeah, it's a very specific symbol, Aditya. It's a very specific Hmm. symbol. Uh. More like a, so I'll give you a hint mm. here. Yeah. It was more like a call sign for him. And secondly, about John Dee. Mm. Now, you know, I mentioned that he was an astronomer, philosopher, mathematician and also an advisor. I mean, those are like, you know, yeah. the official positions for him. But yeah. in today's terms, I would call him. Now, this is almost like a giveaway. I would okay. call him a spy for Queen Elizabeth.
1: Oh, like eyes of sorts. Okay. Okay. He was a spy for Queen Elizabeth, and he used to draw. I'm really fascinated by it now. Right? I can't seem to go anywhere close to it. Let me think. Uh, this there's some symbol, some sign of sorts which is being used. I'm I'm still thinking how can you use a sign in movies? I'm imagining it's either in a screenplay, but then everyone won't know of it.
2: I mean, look, it's so. Is it
1: like the the end? Is it the the end of a letter he writes? The no,
2: no, no. Very specific
1: Tell me, I'm much more interested in knowing the answer now rather than cracking it.
2: So think about it. I told you he was a spy.
1: Yeah.
2: And I told you it appears extensively in films. Hmm. Think about spy films. No way. What do you think? Oh, he.
1: Oh, you know what? I just read about this a few days back. So, the two. He was Queen's eyes. Yep. So, it's a 0, it's a 0. And then there are glasses on top of it. We just go across. So, it becomes a 7. He becomes a 007.
2: Correct. That's correct. Brilliant. Ah.
1: ah I read about it a few days back. But I didn't know the backstory of it. So, yeah. Great job, guys. Great job.
2: Well. Ah,
1: And what
2: uh, time was this again? Uh, what uh, timeline was it? Uh, we're talking so, about Queen. So, Queen Elizabeth the first. So, during that okay. era, right? That's, I think, uh, should 400 be
3: around years ago.
2: 400 years ago.
1: Hmm. Yeah, 16. Yeah, yeah. And especially when it was, the empire was growing. Correct. 007. That's how, and that's where it comes for your eyes only, and all those uh, titles come out for Bond. Ah, now it makes sense.
2: But thank you so
1: much, both of you, for joining us here today.
2: Uh, well, thank you so Hello. much, Aditya. It was such a pleasure uh, cruising with you. It's such a great opportunity. Yes, hopefully we'll get to do more of this.
1: And hopefully I get to do more of these double-ended quizzes with two people with me. Thank you so much, Shivam. Luthra, Shivam, Sonoria, for joining us.
3: Thank you. Thanks for hosting.
1: Now, one of you give our audience a question. A question that they can answer and answer and send it to us. Uh, before you ask the question, let me just uh, tell the audience: all they have to do is once uh, Shivam Sonoria finishes the question, they have to get on Instagram, that is at the rate Quiz Time India, and let us know what the answer is, answer is, or on Twitter at the rate Podcast Studio Forty One, or on Facebook that is Studio Forty One. Any of these mediums, just let us know what you think is the answer, and if it is the correct answer, you will get a special prize. And that's all, Shivam Sonoria. Please take it away.
3: Jagat Mandir, named so after Raja Jagat Singh, who sponsored its reconstruction, is a 16th century temple located in the heart of the city of Dash. While the original one was destroyed by Mehmud Begada in 1472, the latest five-storied edifice towering to a height of 78 meters hosts a huge flag with symbols of sun and moon on it. The flag is famously changed three times in a day. Identify the city where the temple is located. The city also lends its name to few of metro stations of New Delhi. That's it.
1: Alright, so that was the question and uh, thank you so much Shivam, Lutra and Sonoria. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, stay safe and keep quizzing. Congratulations on the Instagram account. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of the quiz. Do send in your answers. Remember, there are prizes on the line. Send in your answers to at the rate quiz time India on Instagram. And if you're on Twitter, send them to at the rate podcast studio 41. And on Facebook, send them to us at studio 41. So that's pretty much it. Simple as always. Send in your answers. And if you are selected, if you give the right answer, you will win yourself a prize. That's all for now. Thank you for your time. You can thank me for mine.